When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Share Radio podcast. A pension crisis. It's horrendous. Threatening with debt collectors and the bubble that's going to cause financial havoc. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. What in the world is happening on Wall Street? The down traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame them. Goodman and a very warm welcome to Managing My Money. A very warm welcome, Glenn? Yeah, very, very warm. It's so warm, in fact, you could you could call this a global warming welcome. That's a welcome that's so warm that it would melt the polar ice caps and possibly usher in a new era of mass extinctions. <laughs> wow, friend of the polar bears. That's me. Nothing's too much for our listeners, Annie. Now, if you've been listening to Managing My Money so far, you'll already know this Annie Hello. character. She's the jam in our fiscal donut. Oh, Annie. I'm not your daddy. Tell them why you're here, Annie. Well, because I've been a naughty girl, and I? I've been spend, spend, spending instead of save, save, saving. But we're changing all that here on Managing My Money. Yeah. We're giving young people like Annie a second <laughs> chance at life. Young, thanks, Glenn. You're a bit like the Esther Ranson of the financial management world. That's exactly how I see myself. I've got a heart of gold, Annie. Mm. So this is how it works. Managing My Money is actually an open university course. You listen to our programmes, preferably in the right order. You answer the quiz questions online and then you get a for real open university certificate. I'll explain more about it at the end of the show. So what are we talking about today, Glenn? You're still doing the Cockney no, accent, I am. I, I can't see. help it. I'm sorry about that. So far, we've looked at my spending and saving habits, the factors that influence the decisions we make, income, tax, income tax, benefits, and we've talked about how inflation works as well. You've pretty much covered that. Thank you. You've done the full gamut. So, do you remember the simple financial model that we laid out? It's a financial model and it's looking good. It will help you spend and save more like you should. Remember this? It was the four-stage model to make financial decisions. That's right, four stages. Well, in the next episode, we're going to use that model to help you with your personal budgeting and improve the balance between your income and your spending. I need it. So what's this episode for, Glenn? Uh, nothing really. It's void. The rest of the episode is, is just going to be silence. That's not true, is it? 
No, of course not. This episode is about all the things that you need to think about before you adjust your spending and set a budget for yourself. The first thing to think about is, do you even need to adjust your budget at all? Mm. As we established in the first episode, you're not actually saving an awful lot, Annie. All right, all right. So you essentially have a choice. You could either carry on as things are with a small amount of saving and hope for the best. It's not so bad, is it, really? I'm getting by. I'm even putting a little bit aside. What's wrong with that? Mm? Well, you know that song, Things Can Only Get Better? Yes. Well, they got it totally backwards, Annie. (laughs) Why? Let me explain. (laughs) Things don't only get better. Don't only get better. They can get worse, too. Don't only get... Now listen to me. Side. But what about when you're a granny and me And all your relatives have died What if you lose your job tomorrow? Lose your job. Cause lose your boss your says job. you try to seduce him Well you could try to steal or borrow Or beg with a crush like Tiny Tim God bless everyone Car breaks down, roof falls in a man from the Ukraine steals your chip and fizz. Don't only get better. Don't only get better. They can get worse too. Don't only get. Don't only get. Glenn, you've never failed to surprise me. Wow, how thoroughly depressing. I would never seduce my boss anyway. Donald, if you're listening, (laughs) she doesn't mean that. The moral of that story is bad things can and probably will happen. Yeah, okay. So, do you accept then, through sheer force of musical argument, that you can't just carry on as things are, it's a bit too dangerous? I do get that, yeah. Actually, my mother's motto has always been, Annie, always expect the unexpected. So, yeah, absolutely. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's around the corner. And actually, yes, you did point out that that I will be a granny one day. And I do need to kind of think about that, I suppose. (sighs) Okay, so if you accept you can't carry on as things are, you then have two options left. And one of those is increase your income by working overtime or taking a second job. How's that sound? No way, Jose. I value my free time too much. I'm not doing that. I'm not like, what what is it? What's that phrase? You work to live or do you live to work? Mm. I ain't living to work, Glenn. Okay, well, there's only one option left. Mm -mm. You've rejected all other options. So you have to now change your spending habits and reduce your spending. Boom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we need to do is work out what's your essential spending and what is inessential. Things like food and housing would obviously be considered essentials, though, of course, there are ways to cut down on the costs of those things. You'll remember in episode one, we talked Mm. a bit about shopping at discount supermarkets. Yeah, I do. And episode two, we talked about compromising on the kind of home that you would buy. Mm -hmm. And obviously shopping around or using price comparison websites. Those can also help you find the best value for all your essential purchases, whether we're talking about food, clothes or insurance. So do you shop around much? Not for things like food and that kind of thing, because that's something that I would just go out and get because I'm hungry. The closest place will do. But 
I will shop around for things like um, cosmetics, but uh, probably don't shop around for the uh, sensible stuff. The irony is that whilst a lot of people spend a lot of time shopping around for small things, because mm. it's easy to do, when it comes to the massive things, they don't do enough shopping around. And the perfect example of that is mortgages. A mortgage is the biggest spending decision that yes. you will make in your life. And how long do people spend on it? Not enough. I look at a few mortgages, then they'll go to a broker who'll go, oh, take that mortgage there, yeah, that, that one Do you know good. why? Because it's so dull and boring and complicated. Yeah, it's dull, boring and complicated. But if there's ever a dull, boring, complicated thing worth getting your head around, it's mortgages because so much of your future spending depends on it. They're so complicated. I think that's why people don't spend time shopping around. I'm sure you're right. But they should (laughs) and they must put in the effort. For goodness sake, (laughs) just do it. (laughs) Okay, so we've talked about the essential purchases that you can save a bit of money on here and there, but ultimately they're essential purchases. Now let's talk about inessentials. They're things that you might be able to cut out of your budget altogether. Now, not so long ago, things like a mobile phone or a broadband connection would have been considered luxuries, but I'm guessing, Annie, that they'd now be on your essentials list. Am I right? Am yeah, I right? yeah, definitely on my essentials list. It's like I don't go 20 minutes without looking at my phone. I need the internet and I need a Wi-Fi connection too. Love it. Can't do without it. There are some inessentials that people spend a lot of money on, like coffee from coffee shops. Check out the first few lines of a recently released song that I quite like. Oh, hang on. Is this one of your songs or is it a real song? This is a real song by a real person. Really? Really? A musician with talents. Her name is Courtney Barnett and the song is called Depreston. It's about how she moves from a trendy area into a cheap suburb called Preston. You said we should look out further. I guess it wouldn't hurt us. We don't have to be around all these coffee shops Now we got that percolator Never made a latte greater I'm saving $23 a week How about that then? She saves 23 Australian dollars a week. That's incredible. I have no idea how much that is. Nor do I, but it sure sounds like a lot of money. Let's check it on uh, my phone, actually. What is it in pounds? What are you going to do? You're going to convert it? Currency converter? I can do that. Uh, let me have a go. All right, no. No, I'm going to get that on, first. Come on, let me do it. No. Dollars to UK pounds. It's £11.32. Oh, I just got it myself. Sorry, £11.32 she saves per week. That's amazing. Yeah. How much is that over a lifetime? So let's say Courtney Barnett started frequenting coffee shops at 17 (laughs) years old. Yeah. Then that's 84.6 minus 17 is 67.6 times 588.6. That is... £39,792 <gasps> saved by getting that percolator. Holy macaroni! That's unreal! £40,000 that is, that's, over a lifetime. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of coffee, right? Just for getting a percolator. That's the problem with these inessential purchases. They just kind of sneak up on you. And another thing to consider is how your personal background affects what you consider to be essential or inessential. So that point was actually originally made by the French sociologist uh, Pierre Bourdieu. Bourdieu? Bourdieu. Uh, I'm sorry, Bourdieu. Uh, That's funny because you're boring me with your pretentious name dropping. (laughs) 
<laughs> Mr. Potten just name dropping. <laughs> okay, sorry, point taken. <laughs> okay, well anyway, Bourdieu, Bourdieu pointed out that it's all about your social position. So say, like me, you're born and brought up in the London suburbs. Someone like me might consider a constant stream of coffee shop lattes to be an essential part of my self-indulgent middle-class lifestyle. Sounds about right. Whereas if you grew up in the southwest of England, like myself, I'd consider. Hunter wellies, corn-fed, free-range chickens and venisons to be essential purchases. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think yeah. that was Bourdieu's point. Okay. So uh, let's have a look at your spending then. What do you think are the inessentials that you might be able to cut out altogether? The first thing that comes to mind is when I go to Boots the Chemist. Something happens to me. If I'm going in, say, for shampoo or something... I will come out with a whole basket full of stuff. And before I know it, I've racked up a good 40, 50 quid. So you're getting inessential after inessential. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Cut them out. It. Cut them out of your life, it's Annie. It's so hard. It's so difficult. And actually, I half the stuff I use and then just put in the drawer. So it is pretty stupid. Do you have any other inessential... I mean, a lot of people have things like club memberships that they, they just never mm. go to the place or something like that. No, I haven't. I haven't, but my boyfriend does. He This rattles me, Glenn. He's got a gym membership. Guess how much it costs him a month? I would guess uh, £40 a month. £100 a month. When do you think the last time he went was? Yesterday. January! <laughs> oh no, that's terrible. Terrible. So he's paying £100 a month. I said to him, why don't you just cancel it? Well, I've been there such a long time now... Right, why don't you just cancel it? Well, I'd have to write them a letter. I don't know what the process is to cancel. And anyway, it's like a three-month cancellation thing. And oh, oh, and he's uncomfortable with talking about it. And I'm like, seriously, just give me your membership details. I will write the letter and send it off. That's like 600 quid we could have saved. The last time we spoke about it, I said to him, you might as well have just put that 600 quid on the doorstep and watched it blow away. And I think I may have got through to him finally. Yeah, but he still didn't cancel the gym membership. He still membership. hasn't cancelled it. But that, if anything, that's such an example of something that is just an absolute 100% waste of money. Now, here's a question for you, Annie. Do you do your shopping online? Well, I buy clothes online, that kind of thing, birthday presents. Well, the worry is that in this day and age, when people are buying stuff online and using credit cards instead of cash, it's all too easy to rack up debts, and a lot of people do. It's very easy, especially when they have signs like, Welcome back, Annie. And you think, oh, thank you. I'm going to put loads in my shopping basket now. One thing you should do, though, when you shop online is take into account the shipping, the postage and packing costs, because they very rarely add those onto the price until you get to the the till or checkout at the end. So really, you should be weighing them up against the parking and travel costs that mm. you would pay if you went to the high street. Oh, I've not thought about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. One thing we really need to look out for is dodgy websites. You just need to look out for certain things to make sure you're dealing with a proper website. For example, to tell you that this is a secure site, it would have a padlock symbol. This would be at the point of sale when you're you know, about to buy something. It should yeah. have that padlock symbol. Oh, right. Also, of course, you need to look for a proper name and address. 
I'll tell you what another giveaway is, and that's if there's spelling mistakes on websites, because they're obviously not been put together with much thought. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> a lot of those kind of phishing emails that you get where they're pretending to be HSBC. Yeah, exactly. Where they say, forward bank detail immediate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, there's you know something it's, slightly wrong there. Yeah, it's dodgy. <laughs> Don't dodgy. click on that. Which brings me to the subject of our, our two charming bank robbers. Ah, yes, the bank robbers. The bank robbers. Well, you know, robbing banks is so 20th century. Yeah, yeah. So now they're moving online. What what are you doing, Bill? I've designed a new website. Look, it's going to make us rich. Rich beyond our wildest dreams. I have wild dreams. I don't want to know, then. I once dreamt I could afford 100 curly whirlies. It's simple. Look. Sign up today and get £120 immediately. Brilliant! But where are we getting all this money from? Well, read the small print. Membership costs £150 up front and then £10 a day for the first five days, going up to £40 an hour for the next 24 hours and coming down to the bargain price of £5 a minute for the next year. You get £50 a week cash back and then every year you get a £100 bonus on Christmas Day. Ebony's a Scrooge. I am not. Why is there a photograph of a padlock? To make people feel safe. This is not a scam in bold at the top. Ah, to fool the fools. But it is a scam. But we don't want them to know that. So it isn't a scam. Not to them. Can I sign up? Oh, shut up. Right, let's get this puppy live and making us rich. And upload. Ha-ha! <coughs> Hello? Yes, this is Bill and Ben's Banking Bonanza Bank. How can I help? Hmm, yes, speaking. Hmm, oh yes, yes, I see. Right, thank you. Jam! Who is that? Ah, the police. They're on their way to arrest us. Quick, hide! Okay. No, Ben, stop! Hello, officer. Ben! Oh, those two robbers, eh? How did they ever think they'd get away with that? Well, I don't know. They're so stupid, aren't they? They really are. Now, when it comes to the challenge of trying to cut back your spending, there is one good reason why people sometimes pay over the odds for certain goods and services. Martin Upton from The Open University has got a lot to say on this topic. Here he is. One reason why people sometimes pay higher prices for certain goods and services is that they think that a higher price equates to a higher quality. So prices used here is a mental shortcut to assess quality. Such shortcuts are called heuristics. Mental shortcuts that may or may not be accurate, which lead to certain beliefs about the things we buy. They're used to assess situations when there's limited information available. Marketing departments employ these market beliefs to influence people's spending. Here's a list of some common market heuristics. Generic products are just brands sold under a different label at a lower price. When in doubt, a national brand is always a safe bet. Larger stores offer lower prices than smaller stores. Small shops give you better service than large stores. Some of these heuristics are suggesting that you should buy from large stores, some from small stores. Some suggest that buying named brands is a protection, others that they're a waste of money. In each case, there are some particular groups, producers or retailers who would like you to believe in what is being said so that you spend your money on their products 
rather than their competitors. Right, do we think we've cut your expenditure enough or would you like some more tips? I could always do with some more tips. Yeah, we need to cut your spending back or you're going to be a miserable old granny. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to be a happy granny. A skint granny. Happy granny on cruises. I want to be a happy granny Annie, please, yes. Happy granny Annie tips coming up. Pay some bills by direct debit. Quite often you can save money on utility bills by paying by direct debit. I do that, yes. Set up some of them, good, all right. Uh, Shop around when it's time to renew insurance premiums. That's something I always do. Do you do that? Um, I keep putting it off, but it's something I definitely need to do because every time they're renewed, they go up. And try going through cashback websites as well, those sites that are specifically set up so that when you click through to certain insurance company deals or utility deals, then you get cash back into your account from those websites. It's almost like a gift. It is. Do you pay high interest on your credit cards? No. So you don't get yourself in trouble there. If no. You, if you ever do, look for 0% deals on balance transfers, things like that. Uh, it's worth uh, considering. Oh, yeah. have you got a water meter? I don't have a water meter. No. You want to consider a water meter? Might save you money on your water. There are various water calculators online which can show you whether you'd save money by getting a water meter installed. Do you wear contact lenses? Yes, I do. Look, I'm blinking at you. Mm, yeah, it's so good tell. you can't even see I them. can't even see. <laughs> Buy in bulk for items such as contact lenses. Really? Yeah. I'm currently paying £15 a month for my contact lenses and that gives me a free eye test and lens check every year. Oh, look how they rope you in with their free this and free that. You want to do the calculations, work out if buying them in bulk would actually save you money even without the free eye test and all the rest of it. I think deep down I instinctively know that it would, so maybe I should. Maybe you should. Do you take packed lunch to work or do you buy... I do take packed lunch to work. I generally take in leftovers from dinner the night before, which I quite enjoy, actually. But sometimes I do get caught out and the sandwich lady comes around and I will buy a few things from her because I'm really hungry. I always spend about a fiver. Turning off lights. Do you do that? Yes, I do. Even when you're in the room and you need to see things? No. Well, that's not good enough. (laughs) Sit in the dark. (laughs) Make a shopping list and stick to it. If it's a big shop, I will make a list. If I'm just popping in for a few bits, I don't make a list. And I will probably buy a few extra things that I probably don't need. Do you buy extended warranties for your TVs and all that? No. Sometimes that's a good thing not to buy the extended warranties because mm. sometimes they're just not worth it. It's, it's too much insurance for right. if things go wrong. Quite often it might just be better to simply put aside a bit of your own money in case of a problem. It's financial style. Financial style. So what have we gone through then this episode? God, blimey, what have we learned today? Well, like the ghost of Christmas past, you showed me via the medium of song that things can get worse and not, in fact, get better. Like Dareem, So much worse. Like Doreen suggested, so, you know, I could lose my job, yada, 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 so I need to prepare for that. Some of that planning is about cutting out the 
inessential items and looking at the essential as well. What can you save money on? Yeah, there are lots of things that um, that I do impulse buy, I guess, that I could cut back on. What else? Also learned that this Australian singer saves 23 Australian dollars a week through not buying coffee, which equates to nearly £40,000. Uh, what else have I learned about shopping online? Can be good, can be bad, what to look out for. Um, and basically just have a little think about what I'm spending and where I can cut back. We're getting there. We are. Got a little challenge for you. Oh, yeah? What's you that? You up for a challenge? Always. Yeah. Hit me. Between now and the uh, next episode, mm-hmm. do you think you could keep a record of all your spending for me? Yeah. Like all of it? I'm not just talking about credit card spending and so on, things that appear on statements. I'm talking about writing down every little cash transaction. Right down to the last penair. Yeah. Okay, fine. Consider it done. Mission accepted. No, I know you might think it is funny that I sing while I manage my money, but the better I manage my money, the more it makes me want to sing. Now, this series of programmes, which is also, of course, a university course, lasts eight weeks, and each week consists of two episodes. Now, this is episode five. When you've listened to episode six as well, you'll be ready to head over to shareradio.co.uk and try the quiz to test all your new knowledge and wisdom. And if you do that each week, at the end of week eight, you'll be awarded an official Statement of Participation Certificate from the Open University. It will show you've completed an official university course on financial planning and you can put it on your CV. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening. And of course, an especially huge, humongous, outsized thank you to you, Annie. Wow. Thanks so much. Pleasure. See you next time. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.